You're listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast, hosted by Joe Hunter on the Sound of Life at soundoflife.org. What is it about people, or is it just a man thing? It's got to be a man thing, right? Because we we want to we race anything. <laughs> when we're kids, we take pieces of plywood and two by four scraps and skate wheels and put on them, and I race you down the street, you know. That's, we just do that. Well, there's a British man. Now, if you're a motor enthusiast, you'll love this. A British man broke a Guinness World Record. He built a riding lawnmower that will go over 143 miles an hour. I'm not making this up. He's a mechanical engineer from England. He got interested in building the world's fastest lawnmower a couple of years ago. Of course, of course he did. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you want to do that? Hey, I want a lawnmower that'll go 140. Really? The, the Suzuki motorcycle engine that's on the mower is a 1,300cc unit. Oh, man. He believes it'll go faster. Of course he does. But, of course, it becomes more dangerous because the front wheels leave the ground, making steering especially difficult. Thinking like a man. I don't know. Waking up with a cup of joe. You make my drive to work so worth having. Thank you for the entertainment, the music, the love, the blessings. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The sound of life. Well, today is the 11th of uh, October, and uh, the second Monday of October has become, as you well know, a contentious holiday. Now, federally, it is Columbus Day, and there is the Columbus Day Parade in New York City. It returns this year. They're having it today, in case you're wondering about that. 14 states, 130 local governments have replaced it with Indigenous Peoples Day. All right? So the president acknowledged both. First time a president of the United States acknowledged Indigenous Peoples Day. It's interesting because I wanted to acknowledge that because Ron Hutchcraft Ministries, word with you, you may not have an opportunity, this may be the only time of the day you listen to the Sound of Life, but Ron Hutchcraft is a big part of the ministry of the Sound of Life, and he has a heart for Indigenous people, and he has an organization called On Eagle's Wings. It's a leadership center. It's a launch pad for indigenous leaders. It's on a 75-acre campus of the Ron Hutchcraft Ministries. Tell you all about it. Tell you about the mission, the vision, and the plan. And if you want, how you can get involved, of course. Uh, Hutchcraft.com is his site. But then there's on Eagle's Wings slash leadership and all that. There's dashes and everything in there. So I'm going to post this on the Sound of Life Facebook page. Believe it or not, look for it. A great way to start your day. Go ahead. Make my day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The sound of life. The space shuttle is in the history of today, uh, October the 11th. And today in history is a good thing to know if you haven't gotten the one and only Cup of Joe Morning Show travel mug. Because coming up in a few minutes, about four or five more minutes, I'll give you an opportunity to win it. And the first person on the hotline with the correct answer, of course, wins. First person wins. 800-946-1765. Space shuttle, as I was talking about before, 100th mission was in 2000. It was on this day that astronaut Catherine D. Sullivan, part of the Space Shuttle Challenger, became the first American woman to walk in space. That was in 1984. That must have been the, the early days, because I remember in the 1980s, or maybe it was 1980. <laughs> I don't remember. It was uh, very funny because they were trying to get the space shuttle uh, off the ground, as it were. And one of the huge, huge uh, video games that we played, and, I, and it's almost hard to get this out because if you don't know it and you look it up, you're going to really laugh. But it was called Space Invaders, and I actually played it. And it was the last video game that I played. They got too complicated after that and went on. They just went on, let the kids play them. But back in 1980, everybody was playing Space Invaders. And it was funny uh, because comedian Gallagher, in commenting about getting the space shuttle up, said we should put a quarter slot on the side of it and we'd have it up in a month which I thought was actually very true. Again, the Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Might as well get up, do something. The Sound of Life. And it's amazing how many women 
teachers, you know, leaders today, uh, Christian leaders today, love Elizabeth Elliot. Uh, it's amazing. I want to know why that is. Okay, I think I know why that is, because I've got uh, an example right here, a quote from her. She said, the fact that I'm a woman does not make me a different kind of Christian, but the fact that I'm a Christian does make me a different kind of woman. The Sound of Life. I want to share something with you that's really very cool, because I don't know when's the last time or when you would ever get a good look inside a bear's mouth. I mean, not, I mean not, maybe you wouldn't want to, but if you watch this video, you can. It all started when Dylan is out archery hunting in Wyoming, and he stumbled across a GoPro. And he said, I'm pretty sure it fell off when the snow was a lot deeper. And, um, well, maybe, maybe he was out there with no snow, but it probably fell off of a snowmobile or, you know, zipping along and just laid there. And he went back and he charged it up. And he started looking. It's amazing what equipment can do nowadays. Just sat there for who knows how long. But he came across a video, kind of a selfie, if you will, that a bear, a bear found it. And we know that because he turned it on (laughs) and he started filming himself (laughs) and uh, really up close. It was very interesting. He was, I, I, I watched his four minute video and I thought, I think he's trying to figure out if it's something that's edible. And he keeps tasting it and going, no, I don't think so. But uh, I'm going to post it for you and your enjoyment. Uh, You do really get a good appreciation of how long the bear's claws are. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, Pretty amazing. Uh, So I'm going to post it on the Cup of Joe Morning Show Facebook page. And I'll tell you this. That bear's got some molars that need some dental work. Nip it in the bud. Mm. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. Welcome. Okay. Got something good for you right now. Hold on. It's really good. It's advice. Heather posted advice from her son. Listen to this. This is good stuff. Because there are people uh, way up the chain who are saying the same thing. All right. The reason I have so many friends is because I say to people, you're my friend now. Heather's son, advice from my five-year-old on how to make friends. I'll take it. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. I'm checking out my fall foliage prediction map. And uh, actually, SmokyMountains.com. I was listening to Charles Morris today talking about, uh, you'll hear him. Uh, if you catch the Haven Minute, um, the West is done. The Rockies, man, from Canada all the way down into Arizona there. They're, they're past their peak. How can that be already? It just went. You know, it's amazing because pretty much, I mean, 95% of the country has leaves that change. Uh, believe it or not, I know some people coming from the South, a lot of people think, do your leaves change color? Yeah, they do, especially in the mountains. <laughs> but Florida... And southeast Texas, southern Louisiana, pretty much, they're cutting grass all year. <laughs> That's kind of the way it is. But uh, we, uh, I mean, the, the um, I'm looking at, where's New York? Some places in the Catskills are actually past peak. Some of the Adirondacks, wow, we. But it's a beautiful week. I was looking at some of the things that are going on. Some of the fall activities are just really, really bizarre. Uh, but one of my favorites happens right in New York. It's over near the Finger Lake, so it's a little bit of a drive for us. This the Pumpkin Chunkin Festival. That's right. You probably heard about that. Up in the Thousand Islands region, they get positively medieval. <laughs> That's right. Some of the participants don Viking helmets complete with horns because why not? They build their own massive trebuchets. Yeah, trebuchets. Or basically, it's a catapult, and they hurl orange pumpkins into the St. Lawrence River. That's a pretty good deal. I'm sure the river appreciates that. They don't hurt anything. But they can go 150 miles an hour in excess of 1,000 feet. It's quite a splash. That's what we're looking for is the splash right there. right? But, you know, they add in live music, a farmer's market, and there's always that barbecue contest. That's when you get some pretty good barbecue right there. A lot of stuff for the kids, you know, and things like that. And besides that, if your kid's a budding engineer, pick him up to the Finger Lakes and let's say, son, come on, let's do some 
pumpkin chunkin waking up with a cup of joe i can't stop drinking the coffee i stopped drinking the coffee i've stopped doing the standing and walking and the words putting into sentence doing the sound of life lena abby jammer talking about growing up kind of like kind of like i did although she's way younger than i am but uh you know it's uh you ever considered she said that when it comes to most things in life it always boils down to one thing jesus Like when you're growing up, you used to sing an old hymn that went like this. The church's one foundation is Jesus Christ, her Lord. She is his new creation by water and the word. From heaven he came and sought her to be his holy bride. With his own blood he bought her, and for her life he died. Boom! That that just says it right there. That is an awesome reminder of what the church should be today. Church isn't about finding the right program for your kids or connecting to the right group of people to help your social life grow. It isn't even about finding something to do on a Sunday morning or filling in the time until we get to heaven. No. Main goal of the church is to be Christ's bride. Jesus shed his blood for his church. Church is much more than just a place to plug in. Church is the body of Christ. To where you belong as followers of Jesus. I do too. The church is one foundation. It's Jesus Christ, her Lord. Very cool, Lena. Thank you. The sound of life. Well, on a very uh, sobering note, uh, Toby Mac, two years ago in October, it's been two years since he lost his oldest son. You can relate to that maybe. Uh, I may be talking to you. Maybe you've lost a family member. Maybe it was under those circumstances. It was a wild child, you know. And that's very difficult to face people after that, I do believe. And yet he's up on stage facing thousands of people. He just started the um, Deep Hits Deep Tour in Moline, Illinois. And he took that time to say thank you to the fans for rallying around there. And he said, uh, you know, the cause of death was accidental overdose of his oldest son. Came as a complete shock to them. And he said, uh, you know, it's a very raw and vulnerable moment that he's standing there saying this. And he said, thank you for, for being with us. God was with us walking through that valley. And I know some of you guys are walking through valleys of your own. He said, a friend told me right after my son passed, he said, listen, sometimes when you've got nothing and you feel it's as dark as it's ever been. You just have to reach up and grab onto a promise of God and pull it down close to your heart. That's what Toby Mac said. He said, God didn't promise that we would never experience loss and suffering. He did, however, promise he would never leave us or forsake us. So thanks again to all the fans for standing by him and his family. Toby Mac said, I can say with perfect confidence, I believe with all of my heart that I will see my boy again. The question is this, why do I get to see my son again? Because his good outweighed his bad? No, because it didn't. He was my wild child and my good doesn't outweigh my bad. The promises of God have nothing to do with how good we are. They have everything to do with how good God is. And Christian singer Toby Mac took a moment during the concert to share that incredible truth with his fans. It's pretty cool. He said, there's only one reason I get to see my son again, and it's for this. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Toby said, the way I see it is this. God gave his firstborn son so that I could see my firstborn son again. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. Oh, you look like a man who could use more coffee. The Sound of Life. My Jesus is the name of the song. Ann Wilson does it. She is breaking more records. Last week, she was featured in Billboard magazine as October's chart breaker artist. That lady right there. Amazing. My Jesus is currently the longest running number one song on the National Christian Audience Chart this year. And uh, just wanted to say, hey, Ann, way to go. I'm glad you stepped out. You know, God bless you, man. Yeah. She was kind of a closet singer. And tragedy struck in the house, in case you did not hear. Her 23-year-old brother suddenly died. And people said, you ought to sing at his service. And she said, I'll do it. 
I don't know what she's saying. If it was that song right there, I could full well understand why people were very moved. People must have been stunned there. There was somebody in the audience, from what I understand, that said, uh, I need to talk to you. Okay, here we go. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. It is uh, 8.15 on a Tuesday. Just takes a while to get going, doesn't it? It's very similar to me sometimes. Um, I'll tell you, the day, you know, it's like, uh, come, where's the sunshine in the 70s? Come on, you know, it's early yet. Give it a little time. Give it a little time. I was sitting here reading about why I should get off social media and all the things. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. Am I, aren't I kind of doing what it's been doing <laughs> What they're arguing about, it's kind of funny. When you're in a, you're reading like an argument for something and you're like, wait a minute, aren't you kind of now become part of the, I don't know, it's very complicated, but Max Licato demystifies life. It's your espresso shot on Cup of Joe Morning Show for this Tuesday. Yes, the quote of the day from Max Lucado. Your goal is not to know every detail of the future. Whew. Your goal is to hold the hand of the one who does and never let go. Yes. Your daily dose of encouragement. I've got a smile on my face and a twinkle in my eye. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The sound of life. Reading a post by a Sarah who got robbed at gunpoint last night. She said, I'm alive. I complied. Gave up my laptop. You know, she said, I'm just so sick of this world. It's true. Absolutely. Been that way. Go through the go through the minor prophets in the Bible sometime in the Old Testament. Watch God dealing with the Hebrews and man, it makes the birth of Jesus just come alive. I mean the Messiah. Wow, it's just so huge. I get carried away. It's pretty amazing. And there, and there's so many reasons why someone is incarcerated as well, too. I was reading about a, a light in the darkness. You know, and when you when you think about a quilting bee, just saying those two words, a quilting bee, I guarantee you, uh, you conjured up images of grandmas piecing together scraps of fabric to create family heirlooms for future generations. You know, crafting that colorful, cozy bed cover has now become an outlet for incarcerated men, not only to express their creativity but to give something positive back to the communities from which they came. Wow, that is so cool. And it's been going on for 10 years. Why am I just finding this out? 2,000 personalized quilts assembled by the inmates of Missouri's South Central Correctional Facility have been donated to children in the state's foster care system. Some of them were auctioned off to fund local charitable organizations. Hmm. Changing quilting bees forever. Yeah. Waking up with a cup of joe. Good morning. Good morning. Rise and shine. The sound of life. Toddler went missing in Texas. It's amazing. A man named Tim is sitting in a Bible study. That was Saturday. And he learned about a missing toddler. And he said, immediately I felt God telling me I had to search for this three-year-old boy. Three years old. Out in the woods. And he told the news people that, he said, I think it's divine intervention. It led me to find little Christopher, who survived nearly four days alone in the woods in Grimes County, Texas. He said, I don't know what to make of it. All I know is he was found. I picked him up. He was talking. He wasn't shaking. He wasn't nervous. You know, the things that you would expect. He said, maybe he just sensed that I've been found. Man, and he saw a picture of the mom and the boy reuniting. He said, that's why we prayed that, you know, and that's why God laid it on my heart to look for him. And so people said, you know, it's a miracle. And and you could certainly argue a bona fide miracle because he was able to do what drones, aircraft, canine units, and a search party had failed to do. And that was to find that three-year-old Christopher. Biggest takeaway he said, Tim said, is to remember not to lose hope. Even though things look bleak, there's always tomorrow. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Pop some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning daylight. The sound of life. Dr. Humphrey Osmond, a professor at Princeton, has speculated these words. Listen. 
Jesus had an excellent sense of humor and pungent wit. If he hadn't, he could not have made such a favorable impression on publicans and sinners and such an unfavorable impression on the religious establishment. Now, it kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Do we ever reduce the Christian life to one of somber, joyless piety? No. No. We compartmentalize our sacred and secular lives with laughter falling into the secular category. I know, personally speaking, men do because we live like waffles. We live in compartments anyway. So we're a natural at compartmentalize like that, right? Humorous things. That's kind of the way you look at it. Just looking at life. I think it's a gift. I wouldn't put it up there with the gift of singing and music. But it is a great gift. It's a way to just be break the ice, so to speak, you know. Next time you walk into somebody's house, talk about how bottled water came to be. Bottled right? water. Yeah. They're selling bottled water. That's right. <laughs> I guess I'll try it. Yep. The sound of life. It's kind of like feel good kids getting rescued story day. If it's if that's a thing. Eight-year-old German girl. I don't know if you heard about this or not. Now, she was in the Czech Republic. There was a forest there that is the Bohemian Forest. Isn't that amazing? They had a search party. She went missing with a couple of her family members, a six-year-old brother and nine-year-old male cousin. 800 people were looking for her. Elite forest crews, 40 sniffer dogs, drone search this wooded area. Julia is her name, eight years old. She is from Germany. She's out in, maybe the maybe they just didn't realize how dangerous it was. It's uh, the Bohemian Forest National Park. Um, it, first of all, it's cold now at night. It gets down below freezing. It's heavily wooded, difficult terrain. It's home to wild animals, including wolves. It has been below freezing at night since she disappeared. They told people, the residents there, not to go because they said the odds are really good that you're going to get lost too. And we don't want to have to be looking for you and her at the same time. Now, whether she survived alone or if someone helped her, they don't know. Okay. But, I mean, she was gone for a few days. They, I mean, it's it's just one of those things they're going to have to find out. But thank God they found her. She's okay. She was found by forest workers in the deepest part of the wooded uh, area there. And a lot of people gave up hope. When the good news came, the rescuers were in each other's arms and were cheering and clapping. Because we love rescue stories. You think that's cheering and clapping and celebration? You're lost if you're not born spiritually born again and boy when you get to be born again because of just believing what jesus said there is such rejoicing in heaven i can't even imagine we're going to be a part of that but i can't imagine what that is like nowadays wow reaching the heart of the northeast the sound of life so I just I was checking out this article. I wasn't really going to report on that, but I mean, it was uh, the 16 million year old target tardigrade found preserved in amber. Scientists are calling it a once in a generation discovery. It's microscopic, okay, and it got uh, found in a drop of Dominican uh, amber and a chunk of. That fell on it and um, became a fossil. And they think it goes way back, you know, and stuff. Um, it's pretty uh, pretty rough looking. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. Uh, and the reason I'm talking about it is because today is National Fossil Day. Annual celebration. It's for real, I guess. It highlights the educational value of paleontology and the importance of preserving fossils for future generations. I agree. Absolutely. What I want to know is, where's the fossil record <laughs> of evolution? That's what a lot of people want to know. You know, they're, they're digging up all these things. They're looking at this, looking at that. I imagine there's some things, maybe like that microscopic whatever it is, um, that, that they say, well, that was, you know, the early stages of something. But I was just watching something recently showing uh, how it, they, it was um, animated, of course, diagram of how something say living in the water would come out of the water eventually to live on land 
you know, and, and over the eons, of course, it would come out a little bit. And, and then the ones that developed little feet, I guess, would, would walk around more, you know, something had to change inside and things. But the, the, the people who are intelligent designers say there's no record of that in the fossils. They can't find that. You know, we find certain fossils that are basically the ones we have today. In other words, we're looking at animals. And I think it's funny watching a, a, a program that the kids loved back in the day. And they were always big on pushing evolution. And their uh, subject that day was alligators. And, of course, if you look at an alligator, you're like, dude, that looks kind of like a monster to me. I mean, you know, a prehistoric dinosaur kind of thing. And that's what they said. They said, well, you know, it hasn't evolved in over 200 million years. <laughs> I think I kind of agree with you on that. Yes. And I thought evolution was supposed to happen regardless, right? I just don't know. But anyway, just keep asking questions, kids. That's all there is. Just keep saying, where's the fossils? I want to see. I want to see. You know, come on. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Oh, you're a smooth talker. You are. You are. The Sound of Life. Going to bring up sports again. I've been doing a lot of that lately. Well, you'll see why here in just a few seconds, all right? I want you to be the parents of a young man who's probably played football since he was about as big as a football. I can just imagine him running around the backyard in Texas where football is king. And, you know, I mean, his all his relatives are giving him, he's got a little helmet bobbling along and everything, you know, and doing all this kind of stuff. And he comes up through the ranks and finally settles in in high school as a kicker, right? Uh, can be a tough position. Not a punter, but the kicker. Kickoffs and field goals. And he goes to a great tradition in Texas. Originally named the Agricultural and Mechanical School of Texas. It was the first state university in Texas. And then they, um, I don't know, at some point they said, let's just call it Texas A&M University. Right? Of course, it's a university now. And it's a very special place. Some of the things that have happened, they're pretty amazing. you got to admit, including this past weekend, when number one ranked Alabama shows up to Texas A&M. And I looked at that on the, you know, the rundown Saturday of games, and it was to be later on, and I thought that might be a really good football game, knowing what kind of place. It's over 106,000 students. Fans, not all students, but fans there, you know. And it's a, oh man, they're known as the 12th member of the team, the fans. And here you are on the sidelines watching, yeah, rooting for the team, right? And your son's playing and stuff. And lo and behold, if it's not tied with a couple of minutes left, 38 to 38, and your team has the ball. And you're going down the field, and you're just praying that, oh, don't fumble the ball, please. And they get down to within field goal range, and there's like three seconds left in the game. And your son is walking onto that field with all the – I want to share the video with you because it had to be on video. And uh, Dad did pretty well. Mom's going out of her mind. You know. (laughs) <laughs> and you can imagine, I mean, as watching as one who's watched their son in a goalie at a lacrosse or soccer, with soccer match, you know, uh, it's tough. I'm telling you, <laughs> there's part of your body is just laid out there with him. 18-point underdogs about to beat, if he makes that field goal, the number one team in the country. And, yes, he makes it. And the place goes nuts, as you can imagine. Mom just relieved. I think she just bowed her head and cried like that. But the the reason I bring it up is because the winning field goal kicker there by Seth Small, all right, when they asked him about it, he said, man, that's got to be like the third best moment of my life. And I'm sure they gave him a lot of quizzical looks like, yeah, right after I accepted Jesus into my heart, as my true Lord and Savior, and then getting married to my wife this summer. I think that's like ranking number three, you know? (laughs) 
Waking up with a cup of joe. I can't imagine traveling to school every day without it. It helps me um, in my prayer over our school and our students and teachers. So thank you for all that you do. The sound of life. Time. Right? Now it's a, it, it's a big thing just to be busy. Right? It's like it's uh, something we pretend to be doing all the time. We just act like we're busy. We're busy all the time. It's funny. uh, Some years ago, comedian Brian Regan uh, did a whole thing on Pop-Tarts, which is really very funny. And one of the things is that it, it actually has instructions on the box for microwaving a Pop-Tart. <laughs> he said, wow. You know, I mean, and it really does. Three seconds. I don't think I'm going to wake up, eat, and haul in three seconds. The alarm goes, ding, 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 I got to go. <laughs> it's time for a lifestyle change. Yeah, we need to, yeah, you need to lighten up a little bit, right? I mean, man, it is true. And Eugene Peterson took it a little step further. If you can't afford to take one day a week of rest, then you're taking yourself too seriously. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. You're as funny as a cry for help. The sound of life. Did you hear about the three brothers that were reunited over the weekend? Uh, it's really a cool story. you got Brian and Eric grew up together. They're in their 50s. And they always knew that they had a, a, a brother that was given up for adoption when their father was in Germany uh, on tour, you know, in the military. And here you have Robert, who always knew that he had been adopted in Germany, right? And he knew his biological father's name was Edward Jackson. Now, his oldest son took a DNA test, and that led to them coming together. So that was really kind of cool. And he said, you know, I was raised as an only child, so immediately I got siblings. It's kind of emotional, right? New emotions. I'm still learning what that means. So that was really kind of cool there. He said, I don't have any regrets, Robert said. Uh, you know, growing up the way I did, uh, I had wonderful parents, and he lost them recently. Uh, and he's in his 50s, too, right? But uh, he said, I had a great upbringing. But it's interesting how they're all tied to the Army. <laughs> this is amazing. Once they got together, there were these incredible coincidences. Now, none of, they're not twins, okay, which it almost sounds like they are. But uh, their father... His biological father served in Germany and Vietnam, completed 20-year service as a soldier. The father that raised him was in the Army, had a 20-year career in Germany and Vietnam. (laughs) It was almost identical. It was like, wow, that's amazing. It was funny because one brother was talking to the other. Uh, the you know when they after they met and one outranked the other and everything he, every time he ended a sentence it was yes sir yes sir he said stop calling me sir we're brothers okay which was really kind of funny right there it was just respect I've seen that in the military when I called the on the Keller Army Hospital at West Point it was uh it's very interesting. I guess, but uh, it's pretty emotional that they got together. He said it's really hard to put into words. If we could sum it up in one word, the word would be love. If I was to put a banner on it, it would be brotherly love. No, no doubt about that. Um, you know, so that's really a, a pretty cool story about adoption for you this morning. Yeah, a great way to start your day. Go ahead, make my day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show, the sound of life. So I noticed all these uh, scary things out, these blow-up characters and stuff. I guess they're meant to be scary. Scared me one morning. I think they should be deflated and the lights turned off for those of us out early in the morning. Come around the corner there. No, I don't like it. (laughs) Big thing. I asked somebody, I said, what's all that about? They said, well, you know, October 31st. And I said, what, Reformation Day? I don't think that has anything to do with Reformation Day, although to some people Martin Luther was kind of scary, I guess. But um, one of the, uh, of course, you got candy. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. They're trying to squeeze into everything. You know, candy's in everything. They, they, they squeeze, kind of like the cranberry juice. They, they've gotten into everything. But they say that pranks uh, can be something that's good. It can be fun, although, personally speaking, I don't do that. I don't, I just don't, because, you know, it's like telling a joke. You tell a nice, fun, funny joke. And then the next one is a little bit different, right? And then it just gets worse. So the problem with a prank is that they can escalate. See, that's the thing. But it's kind of funny, pranks. I don't know. I didn't know pranks were a thing this time of the year. 
but I guess they are. Uh, it, you know, because you can take like baby carrots and wrap them with candy wrappers. Because the the idea behind that is you eat the candy and then you wrap the baby carrots for other people. <laughs> I mean, it <clears throat> kind of sounds funny on paper, right? Um, you can use Jello instead of juice in a cup. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, those googly eyes—they're funny though. But then the thing is, you got to make sure you use something that doesn't scar the paint that they go on the car that they go in, wherever you put them. We have a thing around here, which I, when I was, you know, looking and researching about pranks, I remembered that we haven't done it in a while. I don't think since the pandemic. See, it, it squelched our creative juices. But there was a thing we did around here that was kind of funny. Maybe you can relate to it. But we'd take a funny face, and I'm looking for one right now. I'm thinking, you know, maybe something along the lines of Mr. Bean, something like that. And you have to get it just the right size. You cut it out of a magazine or something, or you can get it off the Internet. You know, but it has to fit underneath a, a mouse, a computer mouse, right? So, you know where I'm going with this? It's funny, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So you, you take it and you put it under the mouse and you just kind of scotch tape it there and it makes the mouse inoperative, of course. And then when somebody comes in, everybody's got computers, you know, and a lot of people like to use a mouse and you come in and start and it won't work. And then eventually you'll look under it and you, then you see the funny face and you go, oh, I got you. You're funny, all right. You're a scream. You ought to get a job on one of those excursion boats. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. I was thinking about restaurants in the area tough time having a restaurant near us we couldn't wait till they opened because we could go there we thought you know instead of traveling further down the road to go to this restaurant still don't know about it yet but they just really really had a time trying to get employees trying to open you know and even if you are open you know you're trying to get customers in you want to be you know what does a restaurant do you got to do something different right turns out one in thailand didn't have any control over what p- attracts people to their restaurant, but it's a big hit, and it's because it's flooded. <laughs> I'm not making that up. It's on a river, and it's in Thailand. It's a riverside restaurant in Thailand, and because of the rain with storms and the monsoon and stuff, <clears throat> to put it plain and simple, it's flooded, okay? But instead of empty chairs and vacant tables, it is the hot spot of the town. It is. They said they call it hot pot surfing. <laughs> it's amazing. And it just, I mean, I was looking, you look at the photographs, I'll share them with you on the Cup of Joe Border Show Facebook page, but you're at least uh, a foot of water. And when you're in it, you know, now, so when you sit down, you're, you're dry and your table's dry and everything, but you're sitting in a foot of water and you're right beside. It's a good thing they've got the flags up as a barrier to show you where the river starts and the restaurant does, because that's a big deal right there. But the thing that's really wild is that when a boat comes by, passenger boat comes by, which is about every 15 minutes or so, of course, you get what? A wake. You get waves that come in. And so they said, this is a big deal. Now. Everybody scrambles to try to avoid getting soaked. And it's like a thing that they do. They're having fun with it. I, I, I don't understand. You got serious <laughs> no. thrill issues, dude. The sound of life. This kind of comes under the category. Well, be honest. I mean, category of why I don't go in the ocean anymore. <laughs> or at least I don't go very far out in the ocean. They keep finding things. They keep finding things in the ocean. They don't know what's down there. Everybody I've talked to said, you know, they really don't. I mean, how many times have you heard him say, well, we've explored very little of the ocean, you know. And uh, when explorers started coming out into the ocean, of course, which we all know about Columbus, right? But right after that, Magellan, all the way around the world, people were coming out of Europe everywhere, going around the earth and stuff. And they had these stories that they would tell. Well, you know how far that got. I mean, you know, you get back to London, you wouldn't believe them. All right, 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 you know. That, you know how that kind of goes, even today. So there's this boat on the uh, northern uh, Indian, uh, no, wait a minute, what is it? The uh, Red Sea, Indian Ocean, wherever it is. The Red Sea, that's where they are. Northern Red Sea, it's called Ocean X. It's a beautiful scientific boat. And they're going along mapping, right? It's about as boring as you can get. Probably. They just map the ocean floor, and the person that was looking at the 
image that they said, whoa, I think we ought to, we got something here. We got something. I think it's a shipwreck. And sure enough, it was. And it was the ship, the Pella, which sank in 2011. It's a big ship. So they said, well, let's stop. Let's send down the remote um, thing that, you know, that p- takes pictures and stuff like that and looks all around the, the ship, right? It's, it's an RV for underwater, basically, is what it is. So they're going down there. So Maddie happens to be the lead on the scientific project. So they're controlling the thing. They're looking all around the ship and everything. And then she says, I'll never forget what happened next as long as I live out of one of the holes of the ship comes this creature out. And she said, whoa, it's bigger than a human being. All right. And it's some type of a squid. She said, I think it's a purple back flying squid. It wrapped itself around the bow of the ship, <laughs> the, the sunken ship. <laughs> she said, um, I, uh, I don't know. You know, they're kind of keeping their eyes on it. And I thought, mm-hmm. I agree with Barney on that. All I'm just, saying is that yeah. there are some things beyond the can of mortal man that shouldn't be tampered with. Right. We don't know everything. No. There's plenty going on right now in the twilight zone that we don't know anything about, and I think we ought to stay clear. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Might as well get up do something. The Sound of Life. Somebody was very observant at the airport recently. You know, when um, airlines are kind of in the news. But uh, they're standing there waiting for a plane. And the flight was delayed due to changing brakes. So there's a crew out there changing brakes. And so they're filming, you know, looking through the window, looking out at the plane and the crew right there. And then backing the camera up. And you see there's got to be like eight guys all standing there looking at them, and it's captioned dads. All the dads are here to supervise, and they're like, I can do better. Give me my wrench, right? Go dad. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. I tell you what I want to do. I want to salute Bruce right now. You don't know Bruce, but yesterday he was laying carpet at my friend Brian's house, and he is 74 years old, and he's been laying carpet since he was 19 years old. Go, Bruce. Yeah, I'm telling you. And I want to salute you in your job, whatever it is you do. You're out and about this morning. I've seen you out already, you know, working, getting a snack, taking a break. You work hard, support your family. May God bless you today and your family. May this day be very special, and you see and feel God's love for you today. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. Look, I'm a frequent coffee drinker. I'm part of the club. I have a card. The Sound of Life. I am Joe, and Chris is in the studio. Chris is in the studio. How are and, you, man? And Chris, well, Chris, thanks for coming in. It's a very rare uh, to get a guest in the I studio. Know, I know. I don't know why. I mean, it's so friendly around here. One thing that you probably don't know is that Chris and Christian Stanfield uh, have a link. We do because so at the same time that um, that my wife was pregnant, uh, his wife was pregnant. And uh, we were comparing notes as to how it was going, and I, I told him, I said, I said, Christian, the best thing you can do, this is what I did for my wife when she was pregnant with our fourth. Listen up. Uh, guys, mm. when, when she's pregnant with the third or fourth, or even the second, I told Christian, I said, get her a housekeeper. While she's pregnant, get her a housekeeper. Once a week... Doesn't have to be expensive. Just come in and help keep the clutter to a minimum. Get her a housekeeper. So weeks later, my wife has her baby. Um, his wife has you know her baby. We get back together. He said, "Chris, best advice I've ever gotten. Got my wife a housekeeper." It was a happy day in the Stanfield household. <laughs> wow. Go for you. Waking up with a cup of joe. Good morning. Good morning. Rise and shine. The sound of life. It's a cup of joe morning show. <laughs> and I'm not Joe. No. No. Uh, no, I'm Chris. 
Joe is in Chris. the house. Woo. He is in the house this morning. Uh, but he let me step in, being a radio guy that I am and a radio friend of the Ministry of uh, Sound of Life. Um, I thought that since um, since we got to hear Chris's best and worst, my best and worst of this I past knew week, this was coming. Now available for nineteen ninety five on the website. No, it's <laughs> <laughs> it was quite a story if you missed it. No, I, I'm curious as to hearing Joe's best and worst of the week. What, now I'm trying to think of something. My life is so bland. Oh, come on. I mean, I haven't flown anywhere. Right. You know, so that's that's a big plus right yeah, there. That's, that, that's a good thing. Because <laughs> you could have been part of the whole Southwest Airlines oh. cancellation. Oh. The, uh, it's bad weather out there. Everybody else is flying. Remember, uh. See, now I'm old enough. You start sounding like your elders, but they're not elders anymore. They're in heaven. And now right. you're the elder. It's, it's like, like that Geico commercial, you know, don't be your parents. Oh, you know, kind oh of boy, do I. And yeah. so I remember the good old days when you used to just drive up to the little old airport there oh, yeah. and drop your bags off at the curb about 10, 15 minutes before the flight and walk on down, you know. The ticket agent was also the pilot, you know. <laughs> it was that kind of thing, you know. It was, it was great. It was so much fun. It really was, you know. You could fly into Newark with no problem and figure out how to get out of the airport. And so all the best that. thing was you didn't fly? Is that is that what I'm hearing? So far, now, so Chris, far. so far, that's oh, what I got. Oh, what sort of thing? Well, oh, you know, now this is kind of a pet peeve. Right. And I think that I wonder if they're making the Kingston Rhinecliff Bridge over the Hudson River ah. traffic worse on purpose because they're ever so slowly constructing the apparatus that will just read either your Easy Pass or your license plate right. as you speed through <laughs> the gate and onward over the bridge. And, and you probably have experienced it. I if mean, you've experienced it, honk your horn right now, okay? <laughs> Seriously, if you've experienced it, I'll go ahead and honk. Beep, beep. Yeah. <laughs> that was not a car horn. Wow. So anyway, a few people have experienced that, what you're talking about. Yesterday was pretty uh, pretty rough, and we don't know. It just All of a sudden, it just backs up, and then there you go. And there you go. All so right. you just wait through that. But well, there's your so best and worst. Yeah. There, well, I'm curious to hear what our listeners' best and worst are. You've got a best and worst? Give us a call. They're awesome. They absolutely What's are. What's the phone number? 800-946-1765. Did you hear that? 1-800-946-1765. Pay attention. Love to hear your story. God's story through your story. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. I'm Joe, and Chris is here. He's my buddy. He's here with me this morning. Traveling in from the great state of Michigan, which, by the way, Michigan looks very much like, you know, mid-state New York right now. I've decided that that whole leaf thing, um, what what do they call it? Leaf change thing... Scale is not working right this year. No, it's, not. it's, it's a little bit off. It's it's very still very green. The taconics are very green. Still. Well, and in Michigan, we're a little bit further along in the process, but it'll peak next week uh-huh. uh, for us uh, in uh, in West Michigan. But I, I'm always impressed too with New England and and of course Mid State New York, just beautiful. Everybody's proud of their own area, you know, yeah. whether it's the Catskills Texas. Or- Texas. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't even I know. He just came from Houston a couple oh, of days ago. Oh. Houston's got nothing. Okay, got there's nothing. There's nothing. You know, you go up to Zion National Park, there's nothing out there. You, you know, can it's stand like, on a bucket and see like walking on the moon, you know, kind of thing. Well, well. I remember telling a friend, I said, you know, she was trying to encourage my wife and I to move out to Arizona. And I said, you have no color out here. And she said, yes, we do. We have plenty of color. There's light brown, medium brown, (laughs) dark brown, chocolate brown. Uh, Exactly. You know, it's it's just brown. Wonderful. Different shades of brown. Wow. You have plans for the weekend? Well, uh, sleep in on Saturday. That's always a must. And I have a meeting at church. A meeting. You have a meeting at church. Yeah, and it's all been laid out. We started one. We're going to work on the budget. And then we get to two. 
Like right. that's going to happen. <laughs> okay. And work on the other things at two, and so you know. Okay. That's right. that's Saturday. Sunday, uh, I don't know. Maybe you know, I'll take a Sabbath. Yeah. Relax. Not relax. that I don't. Relax. Watch a little football, maybe. 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 Yes. Okay. Right. Maybe with my son-in-law calling me and harassing, harassing me. And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I get it. I get it. I am uh, having breakfast with a couple of good friends, and then really, wow! On Saturday, we head to uh, we head to my brother's house. He brings in a whole bunch of apples, and he has Ooh. a cedar cider press. Ooh! And we hand crank that puppy, and we pour out and make gallons of cider, fresh, unpasteurized, <sighs> untainted cider. <laughs> Wow! Is that- we'll make it right there in the uh, on the uh, in the uh, in the driveway. It's a big community thing for him to do that. He'll have fifty, sixty people come over. Really, my kids, oh, uh, all wow. six of them, are in charge of the cider press, and they crank that puppy around and. Does this go into mason jars that are sealed? No, no, no. it bar- barely makes it out of the driveway because everybody wants some fresh, unpasteurized cider. So, wow, we'll get done with that, and then I'll go home to write a fifteen-page paper. For uh, oh, you had to bring up the whole paper thing. Well, I'm looking for sympathy. You know, (laughs) I guess you fifteen-page paper on. I'm sorry, I leadership. I can, you know, if my life depended. Well, maybe if my life did depend on it, I could squeeze out fifteen. But it might take a while. Well, at this point in my life, you know, you know, uh, I, I'm like, why do I need a master's degree in leadership? <laughs> Here's the way I'm going to lead. I'm going to go home. <laughs> That's my leadership style right there. Just go home, put my feet up, say, I ain't going to do this paper. But unfortunately, I will. I will do the paper, and I'll turn it in, and I'll pray that the gods of oh, academia... And you got it. Have mercy. Yes, yes, exactly. And you got it. And then yeah. you'll have your master's degree. You know, it, it, it's it's got to be something, because I was dreaming about it all last night. You know, I was trying to get some sleep, and I was dreaming about graduation day. And the president of the school, who happens to be a good friend of mine, um, I, he kept holding the diploma at bay just <laughs> long enough for me to try and reach out and then pull it further away. And I'm like... Oh, Lord, let this not be a sign of the times. That's a nightmare. <laughs> wow. You've been listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast on the Sound of Life, the Hudson Valley's 100% listener-funded Christian radio station. For more information on upcoming events, contests, to ask for prayer, and to become a member of the Sound of Life family by supporting the station, visit us at soundoflife.org. <laughs>